Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you as you grow your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Grab your notebook and a pen as we get right into the message. I'm excited to have our missionary with us. In fact, her family is like all around this region this morning. Uh, Her parents are with us at our Warrensburg location her husband is over in Tipton this morning, and Rebecca is here, so they are just dividing and conquering the region this morning. But I got to meet Rebecca and her husband, Tyler, oh, about six months ago. Um, we were at the Southern Missouri Ministry Network conference, and we were kind of walking along, and suddenly they were standing there, and we began to pull up a conversation. And in the midst of that, I really felt impressed in my heart that we needed to have them come to Encounter Church and challenge our hearts. So Rebecca, if you would come, can we give a warm Encounter Church welcome to our friend Rebecca Nichols. Good morning. Isn't God good? Um, I'm really happy to be here. My husband apologized that he couldn't make it here today. Um, Our son, which is not in the picture, He's eight weeks old, and he's in the nursery, so um, uh, this is our first time at a church with our son, so we're excited for that transition. Um, but we are missionary associates with the Assemblies of God going to work in Ivory Coast, West Africa. In our next slide, it'll show you a little bit where we are. Um, we're the little mustard yellow country on the western part of Africa, and we're going to be there for the next two years. Um, So I just want to share real quick about what we're going to be doing. Um, In our next slide, it says we're going to be ministering through children's ministry, discipleship, tabernacle construction, and community healthcare evangelism. I'm just going to break that down really quick before I jump into the word of what I really feel God has laid on my heart to share with you today. Um, I just have some pictures to kind of go with it in the slides that go um, behind us. So first off is children's ministry. Um, your church has a great children's program. So when you come to church, your kids have somewhere to go. They have a a service tailored for them. But the problem is in most churches in West Africa, parents bring their kids to church and there's nothing that the church is offering the children. And so we get to go to West Africa and we get to change that. We get to go and help do training for vacation Bible schools, do um, outreaches to the public school system. The country has opened the door for us to go into the public schools and give out They're not Bibles, but they're like little comic books that share the story of Jesus and the message of salvation. And we get to go do that in West Africa, all over the country that's there, um, and help the church develop kids' programs. Um, The second thing we get to do is discipleship. We get to go in and partner with the local church once we learn French. My husband will be teaching lay leadership courses um, in the church there using um, some of our Assembly of God curriculum that we use in the United States. So we're super excited um, about what God is doing. Um, in the picture on the left, the right, it would be your, your right, my left, um, those tents, those were rented by the church from the mosque, um, and they are Al-Qaeda recruitment tents. And the church rented those because they do not have a building big enough for their people. So one other thing we get to do is tabernacle construction. So we get to go and partner with the church to build churches for their people to have a permanent structure, a permanent place for them to meet so they don't have to go to the Muslims to rent tents so that they can meet and have church. Um, So we get to help partner with churches in America to fund that 
one of the most expensive parts of building in West Africa is the roof. So we go and in this in the picture we in the picture under tabernacles, I'm sorry, it's like two slides ahead. Um, we get to build the roof, and then the church has the ability to go in and put walls on it, to put rooms for Sunday school classes, whatever they want to do with it. Um, but we're providing them with a way to get out of the rain, a place that's big enough for their people to meet in a permanent structure. And the last thing we get to do is community healthcare evangelism, which is a fancy way of Africa doesn't have clean water. So we get to go in with water filters and have community meetings in many unreached areas that are predominantly Muslim to share the gospel of God and build a relationship with them so that we can show them the truth of living water. We can give them something tangible and exchange for something spiritual. We get to use it as a bridge to minister to them in that way. Um, so those are the four main things that we get to do over the next two years. Um, but the main thing that I wanted to come and share today was that we're going to do all of these things, but we don't, get have, we don't get to do it by ourselves. You guys get to be a part of it through praying for us, through giving, and through trusting God to work in our ministry. And the main thing, I think it's so funny that you're starting a, uh, um, a series on the Holy Spirit because the main thing that the Holy Spirit wanted me to share today was that we do ministry through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We are going to West Africa, not of our own accord, not because we just woke up one day and decided, oh, let's go raise our kids in Africa. It'll be a great idea. But the Holy Spirit burdened our heart that there are people in West Africa who have no access to the gospel. There are people who don't know that Jesus loved them. There are children that don't have a church that's reaching out to them and ministering to them and saying, you are important to God. And so the Holy Spirit calls us and he beckons us through the Great Commission to go and to share the message of Jesus with them. And so Jesus, in the Bible, we read through the Gospels, right? And the story of Jesus, he goes through, he ministers to people, he heals the sick, he preaches the Sermon on the Mount, he does all of these wonderful things, and he dies on the cross and he rises again, and we get to this part where Jesus is getting ready to go back to heaven, right? We, it's called the Ascension, and he's getting ready to leave physically from the earth, and Jesus shares the Great Commission with the disciples. And in Matthew chapter 26, verses 16 to 20, it says, Then the eleven disciples went away to Galilee, unto the mountain where Jesus had appointed them. When they saw him, Jesus, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and spoke to them and said, All power is given to me in heaven and on earth. Go and tell the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe the things I have commanded you, and I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. So Jesus is getting ready to leave them physically, but he decides to share something incredibly important with them. This is his heart, his vision for the church, and he commissions them to go out and take the gospel to people who don't have it, which is what we're doing. We're going to take the gospel to people who don't have it, to children that don't have access. That's, that's what our calling is. That's where we're going. And Jesus tells them that he wants them to go. But in the book of Acts, he takes it a little further. In Acts chapter 1, it's the same scenario. He's giving them the Great Commission. He's telling them to go out and to preach the gospel. And he uses basically the same words. But then he goes a little further. And he says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he says, but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you'll be witnesses for me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. 
So Jesus' final instructions were that he wanted us to share the gospel with others, but then he gave us a promise that we didn't have to do it by ourselves. We didn't have to share the gospel in our own strength and through our own ability. He said, I want to give you someone. I want to give you something that will encourage you. I want to give you something that will give you power, that will give you strength, that will give you ability to share the gospel with other people. So he gave us this promise. He desired for us to fulfill the goals that he sets for us through his own spirit. He said, I know that this task is massive. This is huge. I know it's out of your comfort zone. I know that sharing the gospel with people is intimidating. And he says, so because of that, I don't want you to have to do it in your own strength. I want to give you something that will encourage you, that will empower you, that will fulfill you and comfort you in that process. So he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we are able to share the gospel effectively to other people because Jesus was with us. He knew that we had fears. He knew that we weren't able to do it on our own. If it was left up to Tyler and I to go and take the church to West Africa, we would fail miserably. We're not polished people. I grew up in southern Missouri on a farm. I'm not a good speaker. I don't have it together. We're a hot mess right now, okay? My son was born eight weeks ago, and we pulled into the parking lot, and our car looks like a mess. And I said, Tyler, if people saw this side of us, they would never partner with us in ministry because we feel like a hot mess. But Jesus says, I don't expect you to do it in your own strength. I expect you to yield to me and let the Holy Spirit lead us and use us in ministry. Jesus walked with the disciples. He knew that we were human, we were man, we had flaws, we had inabilities, we had limitations. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. God in our heart working through us. He says in John chapter 14, verse 12, Verily, truly I say to you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I'm going to my Father. So he's saying, Jesus is saying, when I leave physically and I send the Holy Spirit to you, all of those things that you read in the Bible that Jesus did, all of those healings, all of those um places where he cast out demons, where he did these things. Jesus is saying, when the Holy Spirit is with you and you're, when you're walking with me and letting me work in your life, you're able to do those things. You're able to pray for the sick and see them recover. You're able to, to have the discernment to know this is a spiritual battle. He gives us the Holy Spirit for those things. He fills us and desires for us to take the church where it isn't through the power of the Holy Spirit. When, when I was in Ivory Coast, I spent a total of about four months in two different trips. Um, my first trip, I wasn't married. It was before my husband and I got married. And while we were there, um, we were doing some children's ministry at a church that didn't have a children's church. So we had all of these kids come around and we were telling the story of the lame man coming to Jesus and how his friends tore the roof of the building off to get the man to Jesus and Jesus healed him. Well, while we were doing this, we were having the kids act it out kids love interaction. So we picked out some kids who were like, hey, we had this mat, like a little rug, and we we're like, you are going to play the sick person, so you lay down. And then we had these four kids, they were carrying this little girl around the room because they were going to take her to Jesus, and Jesus was going to heal her. Well, in the midst of this whole thing, we realized this little girl is sick. She's very hot. She has a fever. Um, and the, the missionary I was with, I had been there for 
probably two weeks at that time. I don't speak French. I didn't really know what was going on. But she says, this girl is sick. She probably has recurring malaria. And so after this story with these kids, some of them had been to church. Some of them hadn't. Some of them had heard about Jesus. Some of them hadn't. We said, you know, in the Bible, Jesus healed the man that, the, that his friends brought to him. And your friend, you have a friend right here that's very sick. Let's pray for her because we can take her to Jesus now because the power of the Holy Spirit is still at work in us now. So we were able to pray with this little girl because, you know, she was sick with malaria. How many of you can heal malaria? I can't heal malaria. I'm not a doctor. I can give her medicine, but that only cures it for a little bit of time. But we can take her to Jesus. And Jesus is able to do what I am not able to do. We were able to lead those kids in prayer for their friend and see the Holy Spirit work in that situation because he is able to do what we are not. Another time when we were in Ivory Coast back in 2021, my husband and I went. We spent two months there. And we were going to this village called Dianra, West uh, Dianra, Ivory Coast. And there was a small church there. They didn't have a building. They um, just had a few believers. We went in this trip. We spent three days in the community, and we were going to show the Jesus film. It's just a film in French in their local language um, telling the story of Jesus. And then we were going to present the gospel to help the church, and we did a children's program. There was a lot of stuff going on. So in the morning, we did this children's program. We had songs and games and Bible verses, and these kids came. And it was so good to see their faces light up as they understood the, the love of Jesus. And we told them, tonight after dark, we have a projector. We're going to come to the middle of the town square, and we're going to play the Jesus film. It's a movie about Jesus. And so that evening, we come to the town. We get ready. We set everything up. We have the movie playing. It's going through the life of Jesus. It starts with the virgin birth, and it goes all the way through his resurrection and ascension. Okay? So we're like halfway through the film. I think Jesus was doing a miracle or something in the film at this point. And this huge gust of wind comes in. It knocks our screen down. It starts thundering and lightning, and it starts to sprinkle. So at that point, we have expensive equipment out. People start to scatter. We take down our stuff. Right as we get our last speaker into the car, it, this torrential downpour. People who walked to, this thing, to, the, to the meeting were running to get home out of the rain. And we were kind of just sad. We were like, what is going on? We were like, Jesus, why... Why did we come to do this ministry and the weather is against us? When we got back to our, it wasn't really a hotel, but this place we were staying, one of the men on our group, in our group, he said, I've been praying and I've been fasting today. And while that was happening, I saw into the spirit world and the Holy Spirit allowed me to see that it was a demon that was attacking us and that kicked our screen down to keep us from sharing the gospel with this Muslim community. So that whole next day we spent in prayer and we were like, God, we believe that you have called us to take the church here, to encourage the believers, to be able to share the gospel with the people that are here. And so the next night, we come back and we tried again. And it was windy. We had to hold the projector up. But it didn't rain. And we were able to present the gospel. And four or five people gave their heart to the Lord and were with us in church the next Sunday. But why were we able to do that? It's because the Holy Spirit was at work in us because he was doing something greater than us. We can't combat the supernatural. We can't combat a demon, a demonic activity on our own. It's not through our own strength and our own power that we are able to do that. It is the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus 
working through us. So when we go to Africa, when we go to Walmart, when we go through our own lives and we're in situations where we're just people, we can't minister to the hearts and the needs. We can't bring healing physically. We can't always have right discernment of our own ability. We have to rely on Jesus to lead us, to guide us, to empower us, to work in our lives so that we can minister effectively into the lives of others. And so I wanted to encourage you, because my husband and I are going to West Africa, and we're going to do all of the things that I shared, but we are only going to be able to accomplish anything that is worthwhile through the power of the Holy Spirit. But I wanted to encourage you, because you have a ministry. Each one of you have people that you affect. You have people you encounter. You have situations in your life that are bigger than you. They're things that you can't change on your own, but the Holy Spirit can. Jesus can change them. Jesus can bring healing to you physically. Jesus can bring discernment to you. He can give you these things and help you with your family, with your friends, in witnessing. He can give you boldness to speak. And so I just wanted to pray over you because everybody prays for the missionary. Everybody knows the missionary is needs prayer and works overseas and does all these things, and we get prayer, and I'm thankful for that. We need it. But I want to pray for you because you have a ministry. You have a calling. You have opportunities that I will never have to minister to people and to meet the needs that they have. And so I want to pray for you that the Lord would work in your life and help you to yield to the power of the Holy Spirit, yield to Jesus, and allow Jesus to work through you. So Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to share about West Africa, to share about what we're going to be doing for the next couple years. But Lord, I pray for each person that's sitting in this church. God, I pray for their families. I pray for their friends. God, I pray that you would give them the faith to believe that you still heal. God, to believe that you still want to work in their lives, that you want to lead them, that you want to guide them. And Lord, that you would move in them and give them the strength to trust you. Lord, to walk faithful to you. Lord, I pray that you would work in their lives and help them have the boldness to share the truth and to share the gospel with people at Walmart, at the gas station, at a family reunion. God, wherever they find themselves, God, that your spirit would give them wisdom and discernment to know how to share the truth about Jesus with other people. Jesus, I thank you for this church, and I thank you for the wonderful things that they're doing, God. I pray that you would use them mightily in this community and in their new campus that's coming, God, that you would just be with them and that your spirit would walk step by step, God, that you would pour out your spirit upon them, God, and that they would just be moved by you. Lord, we thank you and we just ask that your spirit would work in us and that you would receive honor and glory from the lives that we live. Lord, we thank you and we love you and in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church podcast. We pray that this message was a blessing and an encouragement to you.